All right, everyone, welcome back to Gnosis episode nine. I have an amazing guest today, Michael Parker. I'm going to quickly uh, read his bio. It's, it's actually quite intriguing. So let's see. Michael Parker is a media host, producer, citizen journalist, and musician. He has hosted or produced over 1,000 episodes of standalone content, including his popular internet television program, Antidote, that ran for 62 episodes of news, history, and pop culture. Since the early 2000s, he has worked primarily in electronic media as a host and producer. He has appeared as himself on the Travel Channel, in documentaries, and frequently as a guest on terrestrial and internet radio. Michael has interviewed journalist Dr. Naomi Wolf, best-selling nonfiction authors Graham Hancock and Jim Mars, Fight Club screenplay writer Jim Ohls, tech guru John McAfee, Highwire's Dell Bigtree, Alice Cooper, John Waite, Star Trek's Eugene Roddenberry, and Caltech Planet Nine co-discoverer Constantine Batakegan. After graduating from Texas Christian University with a BFA in radio, television, and film, Michael began his career as a musician in the indie rock heyday of the 1980s. He co-owned a punk rock club in Fort Worth, Texas that hosted up-and-coming bands like Nirvana. Michael's primary mission is now contributing to a better world and a deeper, richer, and more authentic existence for all of us. He lives in Los Angeles with his Melbourne, Australian-born wife and two teen teenage daughters. He also has too many pets and guitars. <laughs> all right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And My bear, pleasure, and bearing Thank with you. me, forgive me. I'm having technical issues. I'm still. No uh, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm wearing all the hats with this program. You you can understand clearly. This is punk rock, man. This is how we do it in the 21st century. It's like I'm I'm in I'm in the studio, which is part of my garage. You're at your house. We're doing this entirely outside the system. That's right. We sure are, and and uh, <laughs> and that, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think. No. I mean, what's the point of of life if if we're supposed to tiptoe around you know woke ideologists' feelings all day and and not not be able to express ourselves? Amen, brother. You know, I, you know, I'd, I'd rather go to war any day than suffer under that. So <laughs> uh, give me one moment here. Let's see. Yep. Okay. Uh, the antidote days. I love that, 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 that picture right there. I was interviewing my friend, uh, Dan Epstein, and we were talking about baseball and the bicentennial, uh, 1976 and rock and roll. And I just, I remember that day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doc awesome. Ellis. We were talking about Doc Ellis who, um, he was the guy who famously played baseball on LSD and like pitched a no hitter. So we talked about that <laughs> that day too. Oh, that's right. You know what? Yeah. Actually, I'd like to let this clip run because it's, sure, it's just a not? fun, it, fun it introduction. Was, it was a very fun day and there's a bunch of clips in there. Yeah, bring it. And this is when I became aware of you at first. Uh, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like the, the, the lip was cutting edge, you know, Sean Stone, you had an amazing show. Uh, brilliant episodes and you were one of these people you were a deep researcher so you could bring uh these different worlds together and see the cohesion but you could also say it in a way that people's heads would not explode right out you know you're, you're very calming with your demeanor and, and your expertise so you were uh simultaneous to that you were bringing forward information like oh by the way the, the 60s was a psyop i'm sorry you know <laughs> Dave, yeah, McGowan, no big deal. Dave McGowan was the very first episode we had. And by the way, that is still probably the single most talked about episode that of any of the things that I have ever done. Oh, I can see why. I love that episode. Dave is just uh he's such a 
an American icon, really. If if things were fair, if we had uh, something approaching uh, the the respect that should be due to real journalism that's been done by troopers and activists in the last several decades and throughout time in this world, uh, you know, people like yourself would get would get these prizes that you know mockingbirds receive. Yeah. It's like Lizzo getting a Grammy. You know, what did she do? She ate cake and she she you know dressed like a hot mess. I mean, she looks like. She's melting. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about time. that too because that is something that I want to talk about. Is and I think none of this is by accident. But anyway, but yeah, let's run that clip, man. It's right fun. on, right on. <laughs> Here we go. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, sex, drugs, rock and roll. I think if I could have spent more time, I might have gotten more disturbed. I actually had a really good time at it. In my mind, I think of the old saying, you know, lead follower, get the hell out of the way. Even terrorists are narcissistic. Why the secret in secret societies? The Illuminati's never been more popular, which is, as they say in social media, it is trending. The single biggest form of income for organized crime these days is betting on sports. Pitching a no-hitter would be difficult enough. <laughs> Pitching it high on LSD, it's one of the unsung events of, of the 1970s. Of, of any era. I, yeah. mean, I, I really <laughs> believe that may be the greatest athletic feat of all time. Exactly. Morality is related directly to mortality. <laughs> and your morality may change as you get closer to your mortality. Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not part of Team Manson at all. I can never understand people, young girls especially, wearing the Manson t-shirts and stuff in there the 80s and 90s. Like, I was not down with that at all. all. Is we're already taking humanity out of war, and the whole horror of war should be something that makes you not want to take part in more of it. A lot of people have mentioned, including Stephen Hawking, that our ultimate destiny does lie within the stars. So if that is the case, and it's hard to argue with, then you have to start somewhere. It's either a hoax or it's incompetence at a very high magnitude, because this is clearly a mummy in some roadshow museum somewhere in the Southwest. 230K in cash. $5 million in guns. Did you say six tons of ammunition? Six tons of ammunition. Wait a minute. Alien-human hybrid or not, how does dude get so many guns and fly under the radar? I think that'll do. <laughs> That's brilliant. Like, I've never even considered the, a sentence of that nature. Okay. <laughs> Alien-human hybrid gun runner? What's going on here? <laughs> that was an incredible story that happened in the Pacific Palisades. And... Um, I'm having a, a moment, embarrassingly, where I can't remember my guest's name. He had written a story. I think he'd written it for either Playboy or Esquire. I can't remember about that particular incident. And and Cameron, these are actually some of my favorite things, is talking about these stories of people that are out there that are just... In, there was a rumor that this man um, was thought to potentially be a human-alien hybrid. Of course, I don't think he was, but he was an incredibly strange man, and he did have, no kidding, hundreds, mm -hmm. if not thousands of guns Whoa. in his home in Pacific Palisades, and he had a couple of female um, friends, and it, it was one of those things where is he is he kind of holding these women captive? Does he kind of have them semi-hypnotized or whatever? It was a very unusual story, and not to sound... Um, morbid, but I like unusual stories. So in the mix of 
trying to make the world a better place and America a better place, because that is the potential of the United States to be the lamp bearer, the light bearer. At, the U.S. at its at its best, most highest potential, we were the ones who could save us. And so in between trying to do that, I also like to research really unusual, interesting stories. And that particular story was a true story. And that was about, occurred about seven years ago. I did the story a couple, a year or two after it happened, but that was a really weird story. But honestly, it was a lot of fun too, because it was so incredibly strange. Yeah, that's the guy. Cool. I think the, I, the guy. I think actually, actually ate raw meat as well. <laughs> I kid you not. He should go on the Joe Rogan program. You know, he'd probably uh, have a cult by the end of the day. But it's uh, that's funny, man. And I love stories like that too because you know we have the the official quote unquote narrative we're given of American history, but the reality is it's we have Scientologists and Satanists and black magicians and politicians. They're all working together behind the scenes as uh, you know tentacles of the deep state and the narrative we're given is a lot like a tv show but behind the scenes it's it's like this you've got people that are maybe some type of human alien hybrid even if they're just demonically possessed because an alien could be a spirit it could be who knows right a discarnate intelligence that is potentially capable of uh, parasitically latching on the people i think that's ultimately what secret societies provide is access to elementals and spirits and uh they're using them for insider trading like information and drops and well i take i take evil seriously i yes. take that i take evil very seriously and i think some people think oh my goodness gracious they're going to go all coast to coast on us or something but look all the great traditions um whichever one you follow there is you know there's good and there's bad right and there's there's good and there's evil. And evil is a real thing. I think that there are more good people in the world than there are bad people. But the bad people, even just a few of them, can manifest things on a level that we can't even comprehend. It's like sometimes when you talk about the C word, conspiracies, you know, people think, oh, that would never happen. Well, it, you think that because you can't imagine right. perpetrating these types of things. But there are people who are sociopaths are just do not have the same emotional, spiritual, intellectual makeup that you do. Mm. And they can do things that you would think abhorrent, but they can pull it off. So, you know, we could talk about that a little bit more, but the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about today is, you know, I, we spoke this morning and I told you I'm, I'm actually quite pessimistic right now and I don't want to be, um, yes. I'm very concerned about what's happening mostly within the U S Listen, there are problems all over the world, but the problems with the U.S. are the ones that I'm most concerned about because we could do a lot of good if we get our own house in order. Yes. And all of these problems that we have, whether it be COVID, whether it be energy, whether it be race, sexual relations, is there environmental issues, all of these various things that are hot button issues that that are used to drive us all crazy there's answers for all of these things but it is contingent upon the fact that we are allowed to talk about all of these subjects in a free open civilized discourse which is one of the primary things this country was founded upon and now what we have and i heard this 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 term a couple of days ago when i was interviewed by 
our mutual friend, William Ramsey, I think he used it. And then I saw it again by a guy from uh, the LaRouche group, the disinformation industrial complex. And I was like, wow, that's, this is a thing. And so you've got major media, whether it be television, whether it be print, whether it be radio, um, tech giants, you've got them essentially running interference and spouting the propaganda of the people who control the uniparty right now. And the uniparty is a real thing. I'm glad that people are finally talking about this and admitting it. Listen, yes, people want to think there's Democrats and there's Republicans. They think that that's as that's a simple, that, that's what it is. It's far more complex than that. And unfortunately, if you want to stay in power in D.C., you can run as a D or an R. But your real allegiance is to remaining in that position. And you forge the relationships amongst both parties and the people that support both parties. That's who your allegiance is to because that's how you stay in power. And eventually, after you don't win, that's how you get your lobbying job or um, maybe a weapons manufacturer or an aeronautics or a pharmaceutical company or whatever it is. It's that some type of consultant. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So you, you, you got, you know, yeah. So this thing is, is deep. It's complex. It's sophisticated. And right now they are running roughshod over the American public and not allowing you to say what's on your mind. So recently, of course, this story, this week, the big story was Tucker Carlson. Listen, Tucker's going to be fine, and there will be, I hope, another person who will take on a similar mantle as him. But what, to me, is more interesting about all of this is this is just the latest—he's the latest victim of this hammer that's coming down on free speech. And it's meant to send a message not only to him and his co-hosts and other people who might strive to have those jobs, but also to regular people. Like, it's not enough that you can't hear the stories that you want to hear and the points of view that you want to hear on these very important stories, but we're also telling you, you need to shut up too. So I'm very glad that Elon Musk purchased Twitter, and I know this drives some people crazy. They think, oh my God, (laughs) it's spiraling out of control. It's all this cesspool of paint or whatever. I'm like, uh, I remember what it was beforehand, and that's exactly what it was beforehand. You're just pissed off because now it's in the hands of somebody who isn't towing your particular line. So hmm. while I'm pessimistic about a lot of things, there are a few there's a few flowers growing out of the concrete, and I'm glad that Twitter is in the hands of somebody who at least is pretending to be more pro-free speech. And we just had those those hearings where Met Taibbi and the rest of those journalists showed quite clearly that there was massive collaboration between the administration, between Intel agencies and Twitter. Yes, we need to know that people need to know that. So my, to kind of sum up this one little rant I'm doing right now, free speech and open discussion is the most important thing that we can have because therein lies the answer to our problems. We must be able to, discuss these things fully. We must be able to acknowledge that these problems exist. We must acknowledge the fact that there has been censorship on these issues. There have been lies told, and we've got to get back to the idea of being able to speak freely and 
coherently and have conversations again. Absolutely. Uh, freedom of speech, journalism, they go hand in hand. And without them, there's no chance to maintain our republic. There's no chance to maintain our constitution and our values. And the quote unquote woke left, uh, whatever, the, honestly, what they are is the deep state and they're Marxists, they're neo-Marxists. And as I'm using my God-given right to speak and think freely and do independent research of you know those who would have us be duped eternally by a false narrative, which is most of what passes for history now. I mean, on every level imaginable, it's being overturned. And uh, what a time to be alive. I'm grateful because we have the ability like this, this communication through uh, video, this would be cost uh, prohibitive just 10 years ago, five years ago, and now it's affordable. And so my hope is that Donald Trump is for real and he is coming back and he will win and that he will fulfill a lot of his stated uh, directives for us, one being to obliterate the deep state. So I'm going to play that clip real quick because I think it's uh, it's even just putting that concept out there as a former president. Agreed. I would, argue, I would argue he's not even the former president, that because we're under military law right now, because the election was stolen, uh, we're, a lot of this will be revealed at a later date. Now, a lot of people balk at that and they say, oh, you're, you're a tinfoil hat wearing cook. You know, what do you know? And I say, just just wait. And if you have the ability to just sit calmly and listen to another idea without reacting all the time, which is what they're training people to do, be triggered in their, in their, in their reactions to any stimuli that's programmed in a certain manner such as the word uh conspiracy theorist really you're a conspiracy realist and or the letter q you know just you can't even invoke q anywhere and not get shadow banned and demonetized and it's a real phenomenon it's it the data is there it's just it's it's hidden in the sea of disinformation speaking of the disinformation industrial complex or the what was the term you used yeah the, they uh, recall like the disinformation industrial complex which is just all right. of the things you just said highly what's the word i'm hiding highly shadow bannable <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. everything you just said oh we can't have any of that you're all shadow banned you're all bad oh, people yeah. you can't even use those words you can use grotesque profanity all day long but don't say those things you just said yeah you can twerk in front of a three-year-old dressed like a unicorn a satanic <laughs> unicorn but how dare you how dare you use your freedom of speech to question the deep state, the almighty deep state, who these mockingbirds are slaves to, and they're going to be outed. And I love this clip. Okay, uh, let's hear it. It gives it gives me hope. Let me, okay. let me fire this bad boy up. Okay, here we go. And... When I get back into the Oval Office, we will totally obliterate the deep state. We will... We will establish... A Truth and Reconciliation Commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. By the way, they spied on my campaign. They got caught. When I get back into the Oval Office, we will totally obliterate the deep state. Love it. And why not? Why not? Was that? And, and so uh, no one can espouse this view that has any type of platform anywhere. Uh, Kanye calls out the Zionist influence in the world and he loses $2 billion of net worth in a day or so, but we're not allowed to put two and two together. Or is that part of the operation where you, to wake up every demographic, you have to speak to them through their influencers or their tribal leaders, if you will. 
and you have to create situations where it's undeniable for anyone with a lick of sense the level of censorship that you incur if you question the, these parameters and freedom of speech is supposed to get, it's the mighty excalibur that we could wield to dismantle any would-be tyrannical dragon and uh yeah I, I i think trump is legit and uh in my attempts to reason with people and share evidence a lot of times even people like like us who are very open-minded they'll they'll they're scared shitless you know they run away from the fight because yep. what what and i get it i don't i'm not i don't want to sound like i'm tooting my own horn you know but it's it's more that freedom of speech is the value that makes life worth living and if we don't have it we've already lost so therefore we should inure ourselves of any pain from sensitive oversensitivity to ideas and we have but in so doing in the last 10 years you lose your job 100 you know you lose your you get demonetized like uh my my <laughs> My way of life, I'm 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 in a better position, but I suffered severely, and I imagine so many have. And now we've got people dying left and right from these fucking toxic jabs, which people like yourself and myself and others we were warning, and we paid a price. Yes. And because we're Americans, and our ancestors knew, like, look, it's better to live, it's better to die fighting than live on your knees. And so, yes. I don't expect to get any any help from Google algorithms with sharing this content, and I don't care. Right. I'm going to go around them, and uh, I'm proud of the Q operation because it's we're the media now. We're going to show people what it is to be an American, and we're going to walk our talk, and we're going to find a way around it if we have to uh, raise funds independently, like you said, do it yourself, punk rock, hip hop, any any real movement cannot expect the government to sponsor them. And it, while it may be difficult, I, I applaud you and others who are willing to seek the truth and speak the truth. And I, I apologize because I know I know what that path feels like. So I hope I, in sharing these concepts, I hope I don't add a greater burden to your life just by guilt by proxy, which is another thing a lot of people run away from. I had a former business partner basically uh, disown me because of concepts. And here, heretofore, we'd never had an issue whatsoever in fact it was quite the opposite i was like wow this is a good friend of mine who i can openly discuss my 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 uh experience and 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 my own you know cognition uh, as a free-thinking human being with and did that for years and then oh sure enough at some point uh i said the wrong thing <laughs> and i was blacklisted yes. and that but i needed to have that experience to realize like how deep the fear is and why because that they if Twitter had not been bought, it would just continue to be the pedophile cess dungeon, cesspool dungeon that it was. And it would have been, it's just another tool that the deep state would have used to create what we saw. BLM riots, the burning of American cities. Did you ever think we'd see something like that in our lives? Like unchecked. I, police didn't do anything to stop it. Well, did I think I would see, it's funny, I was living out here when the 1992 riots happened and i've told this on a show or two before i actually got mugged in that i got beaten Jeez. unconscious and uh, it was i was in the wrong place that i was trying to get home and i was a, yeah. i was attacked from behind the only way that i know what happened to me is because it happened very close to my home in venice and one of my roommates saw it but all that aside do did i think that this would still continue to this day, well, it makes me think of the 
the the George Floyd riots. And so here we are, we're coming out of COVID. And the COVID thing yes. here again, I've said this on shows before. I I knew about COVID in December of 2019. I was on Christmas vacation seeing my family in West Texas. I'm still reading things like I read all the time. And I'm reading about this virus that's coming out of China that may have started at some military games. So I'm already hip to this thing is out there, probably coming our way. But that's, you know, that's 2019. That's December 2019. Before, so when I come back here into LA, I tell the host of the show that I'm producing at that time, which was another investigative show, Hidden Truth of Jim Breslow. And I'm telling Jim, hey man, so here's what this is the story of 2020. It's not impeachment, it's not the election. It's this thing they call COVID. He's like a virus. And Jim wasn't buying it at that point. And, and Jim and I are friends. Um, when I went to work for him, I didn't know him, but over the course of the years and the hundreds of episodes we did together, we became friends. And so I, I knew enough about Jim, like, okay, I, I get it. Jim's not feeling it yet. He doesn't, and he does seem crazy, but move forward four, six, eight weeks into March of 2020. Now everybody in the world knows about it. Now they bring out these draconian lockdowns or you're going to wear a mask and all of these things that made no sense. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe we're actually really going to do this. And, and like the mask, let's just talk about the mask for a second. And people still argue about this. I was just like, you're kidding me, a virus? So, okay, so these masks that you're having everybody wear, what about that side of your face where it's open? You know, where the mask right. is always open? On most people, <laughs> when you put that mask on, this, I'm like, I was just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever, this is so unscientific. Stand six feet away, wear a mask. I'm like, this is, yeah. this, this is the type of science that would have been maybe put out 400 years ago. You know, these are, this, this is not logical, but, People went along with it. Man, did they go along with it. And I think part of the mask thing on a more metaphysical level was it was, in fact, a binding ritual. You know, you can't talk. Yes. You're not yes. going to talk. And right. remind you, you're not going to talk. You're going to wear this mask. So nobody's going to see your mouth. They're not going to be able to lip read you. Children are mm. going to go to school without learning by watching, which is another way that young human yeah. beings learn to talk and read, even animals, dogs can read our face. Well, no, all of that's got to go. All that's got to yeah. go. So you're you're now going to wear a mask, and you know what? Okay, so you could have worn this mask and ripped off ripped off a liquor store. We really don't care about that anymore because we got much higher game we're playing here. You're going to sit down and shut up, and you're going to wear this mask. And so that was a very heavy mind trip to me. That like. I knew this yeah. is not logical, but it doesn't have to be logical because it was never about being logical. I also knew from the get-go, this is a bioengineered virus. It's not from a bat. It's not from some wet market. It's not from a pangolin. That was all madness. Of course, this is a human-engineered chimeric virus. How can you not see that? And here we are, April 2023. We're still arguing about this. Fauci one of the most horrible human beings to ever walk the face of the earth is still out there. And if you don't know anything about Fauci by now, well, first of all, that's unlikely, but you need to know about the eighties and you need to know about AIDS and you need to know what that freak did back then. Anyway, that's right. 
we right. all we all know about this. But anyway, it's all connected. Yes, it's all connected. So go and, home. You know, yes. wear a mask. Don't talk. Don't go out. Mm. Don't get in the sun. Um, you know the whole thing, and and we all went along with it. Well, not all of us, but most of us did. Even me, who didn't buy any of it. I'm not saying I'm not one of those guys who said it didn't exist because that's that's not true. Of course, it existed, but it was just you're better off just being healthy and doing everything you can to try to remain healthy and have normal hygiene as if this were any other type of influenza or cold mm -hmm. or sickness than doing all this other stuff. But really, not, that was not what it's about. It was about getting you in your home, shutting you up, seeing how compliant you would be, and then depriving right. you of the information. Yes. And the people and things like HCQ or Ivermectin, which, you know, there are people still that don't think that works. You know what? I bought both of them mm. and I had to buy them from out of the yeah. country, but it's my choice, right? And if it mm. doesn't work, it's still my, what happened to my body, my choice? Well, That's right. when, it, when it came to, when it came to COVID, oh, you better get all of these shots, which that's, I mean, I could go on for, uh, on deprogram. And Hidden mm. Truth. I mean, we probably did 30 episodes of this on Jim's show. And then I don't know how many hundreds of episodes I did on Deprogram about this. And I'm not I'm not saying that I'm Kreskin or Nostradamus or anything. Just to me, it was very plain to see mm. from the get-go, this is a man-made chimeric virus, and there's nothing good about it. However, the responses to it are not correct. And this was super disturbing. It's still going on. And in a way, it was a litmus, litmus test for just how far can we push this. And they will be looking at this in the future as they get ready to do whatever the next thing is. Now, that brings us to this week with Tucker. Whether people like Tucker or not is kind of irrelevant. Um, and there will be someone who else who comes along who maybe has that level of reach again this is just the latest time it happened and uh, you know i personally i like tucker and he's one of the few people on television that i would even watch i when this happened the other day i said but maria bartiromo is next i'd already forgotten that dan bagino had already been fired who's also on fox and i was also trying right. to explain to my wife like look fox is not this trump supporting right-wing Network. They're just another network, man. They are just like MSNBC. They're just like CNN. Their particular flavor is just kind of Republican, right? They don't like Trump. And their whole approach to Trump is to not talk about him and not give him much airtime. And right. anybody who can't see that, I don't know how I, I don't, you're, you're not paying attention and you're not a credible news viewer if you don't understand that. So now we've got Tucker who would speak to a lot of these subjects that we're discussing here, Ukraine, COVID. He mentioned, he mentioned tower seven. <laughs> when did, when did I heard of that? that was, so he, he brought up building that was, seven that was a couple of months ago. My point is wow. this guy, wow. this guy represented to a lot of people. And I don't know Tucker. So mm -hmm. how, sincere and legit is he on all these things? I can't put my hand on a Bible and say he's hundred percent legit, but my soul, my sense of the feeling is like, I think he's probably legit, man. I think that he does care about these things as you and I care about them. He's just way richer than we are. Um, but you know what, when you, he's our, he's roughly our age. Um, and I'm older than you. I'm not exactly sure how old you are, but listen, I'm 60 years old. 
Tucker is 50 something. And by the time you get to this point, if you're paying attention and you care about the future of the United States, then by now you should have been able to look at this and understand what's happening here, which is basically divide and conquer. Let's split every portion of the American society into some small tribalistic aspect. And let's demonize those who are not going along with the uniparty, uh, globalist kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. All war, all the time. You know, and that that's what it is. If you're not down with that, and they've done this before. So they did it. To, Trump's just the latest person they did it to on a presidential level. Before that, Ron Paul in, what was mm-hmm. it, the 2008, I mean, that guy had a lot of support, but they're like, no, you got to go, man. You come in here with that anti uh this this no this non-interventionalist approach now we ain't mm. having that man you got to go and so these are just the latest people that this has been done to and tucker right. is just the latest people person in the media and it's interesting to me to watch as a person in media the pushback that has resulted from this and i've watched everybody i've watched a lot of people theorize about why it happened and what's going to happen next um, I think that he will eventually do his own thing. He's already received offers from Newsmax. He's already received offers from OWN, which is down in San Diego. I would think that he's actually going to go do his own thing because he can. But regardless of what he does, he will do something. Guys like you and I will continue to have the conversations that we're having. Um, and the people who want to hear the message of him and us and other people who may not even agree with us, but don't agree with the mainstream, we're going to continue to seek those voices. So you can take them away from us, but others will come up. And so as depressed and pessimistic as I am about the way things have gone and just how completely insane it has become, especially in the last, let's face it, man, the 21st century has absolutely sucked for the United States of America. This is this is not the future that I would have thought that the US would have in the 21st century. It started off awful and is yeah. has just gotten worse and by design. And by design, without a doubt. And yeah. and it was a satanic ritual. You know, William Ramsey, I, I read his book uh 9/11 Aleister Crowley yeah. in the New World Order. Um and yeah, it all goes back to Crowley and Crowley of course is a Freemason. And so it's it's interesting that we're not, you know, the pieces are all coming together now. So we're, we're seeing what actually has been going on, uh, looking at history with the eyes, understand occult crimes, such as, say, 9-11, of course, Waco, oh, goodness, Columbine, you name it. This is all brought to us by this insidious deep state, yeah. which uses terrorizing tactics and black magic and coordination. So it's really surreal really contemplate i've got an article on on the website it's a uh, gnosis 9-11 truth in cycles of catastrophe and so the quote-unquote elite really those who hoard themselves out to elemental forces maybe satan i mean whatever you want to call it pure evil uh they then become complicit in these these sickening rituals and they use them as a way to garner power so speaking of a binding ritual of the mask absolutely that was a satanic ritual six feet apart yeah you know and and uh you know uh you silence yourself muzzle yourself muzzle your children that that's what really disturbed me is like so many people 
let their children go to schools to be suppressed in this way. And I was sharing information. High Wire, Del Bigtree did a great job, speaking of which, uh, where he had his son come on and he had a uh, some type of uh, oxygen meter that OSHA utilizes to see if an environment's safe. It has a proper balance between CO2 and, and oxygen and other, and other uh, chemicals in the air. So he put it under his mask and within 10 seconds, it was far beyond OSHA's most uh, severe warning for workers. And they're doing this eight hours a day for two and a half, three years. Listen, when and it, it, it leads to brain damage. It's stunt and it leads to infertility. They're inhaling. This is coming from China, these masks. Like we trust China all of a sudden. And these masks are laced with, oh goodness, what is it? Um, it's almost like asbestos. The fibers from the mask, you inhale them. They get in your lungs. They get stuck. They become the, the nucleus for tumors. So we're going to see mesophilioma. We're going to see all of these different uh, exotic lung diseases and, and related to the mask, as well as the now infertility. All these, basically, it was a, it was a genocidal bomb that was unleashed on humanity, the, the entire COVID uh, operation. You know, and it's all about preventing the Great Awakening. It's all about getting Trump out of office because he was he's been talking about the deep state since he got into office. He's he's been calling them out for spying on him for and he's just said with this truth and reconciliation campaign, he's going to show you exactly with things like the Twitter files, how they're suppressing your freedom of speech electronically, how they're caging us in every way, shape and form imaginable. And this is totally antithetical to the purpose of the American experiment. I would agree with that. You mentioned Dale Bigtree a second ago. Um, he he and Dr. Andrew Wakefield were on one of my last antidote shows. Wow. And it was one of, uh, this would have been. went too far, Michael. That's why they had to shut you guys down. That's well, I'm is. getting to something. You were exposing the op. I'm getting to something that other people <laughs> have thought that very thing. Let me tell you something. So this would have been, I'm going to say it's May 2016. I can't remember exactly. But their movie, Vaxxed, had just come out. That's right. And it had just shown at Tribeca Film Festival. And uh, De Niro, who I used to be a really big De Niro fan. Sure. In this particular case, he kind of, he allowed the film to play and then he retracted. I don't remember how it all went down, but this was the mm -hmm. time period in which this happened. So I have Dell Bigtree and Andrew, uh, uh, Dr. Wayfield come on my show. And I know that Mike... Um, the owner of lip TV, he wasn't super fired up about it, but he let me do it. And, um, point being is I, my show did end <laughs> one or two episodes after that, but I don't think that was the whole reason my show ended. Cause there was financial issues as well. The, 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 the business ended up, um, going out of business, but, um, I don't think that helped. And, that's the only episode of Antidote that has been scrubbed from YouTube. Yeah. Well, actually, to, to be honest, I can't find your stuff when I search for it. I tweeted today about this. It's like you have to go to freespoke.com in order to find your body of work. So, Mike, you've been shadow banned and you haven't done the Antidote in how long? Eight years? Yeah, so 2016, so going on seven years. And so here's the deal. I, I don't know if you still have it. Still shadow banned. I, I sent, Good job, buddy. <laughs> I, sent you, I sent you a couple of links. Like, I made my own playlists um, because yes. you're right. If you go look for Michael Parker Antidote, you might find Michael Parker Antidote, but you won't necessarily find the episodes. It's very difficult to find the uh, 
the McGowan episode because oh i mean that's super hard to find it's there but part of the reason eddie bravo was was bringing that up on joe rogan i've heard about that and um thank you eddie yes eddie's the man eddie, eddie i've never met him but um thank eddie's you. legit thank you for bringing that up um but what i was going to say about that in this particular case at lip there were producers there who even though they let me choose most of the topics and people that i had on they still would put the titles on there so in my personal opinion the title that they put on that episode was really overly sensational and makes it very difficult to find that particular they should have said david gallon um laurel canyon conspiracy but it's something about cia uh mind lsd mind control yeah something like that so you don't even the and yeah so so that's another level of making that particular episode very difficult to find is dave's name is not even in the title but i'm sure that i am shadow banned on almost all platforms because yes i have noticed that during antidote my twitter Mm -hmm. following got to x point and it is and it has never moved since yeah and people know who you are like they're aware of they remember all of this you had uh almost half a million views on the dave mcgowan video yes. before they canceled the project you guys are going viral and you had a whole network there was a half million so, views on um on Baxed as well on that deal big yes. tree and i will let me just say one thing this is a bit fun ladies and gentlemen <laughs> notice what i've got on this is if i would have thrown a tie on this was how i did all the antidote shows and i think oh yeah and i think brother dale big tree nicked my look but <laughs> but i've got mad res- oh, but i've got mad that's fire but i've got mad respect for dale big tree brother dale yes. i love you so yeah so if you thought my look was good and that's what you have on your show these days good call <laughs> i nicked it from david bowie so you know but anyway um but that- actually it is a good look michael i i thought when i first saw an antidote i was like this is great well-spoken good looking and knowledgeable and great production value. Like I loved all the shows that Thank the lip you. was doing. They looked phenomenal. And that was just I was loved so inspiring. Doing that. I loved doing that show and my whole approach to information. And I, I think that we share similar views on this. Like I want to, even when it's super heavy, yeah, I want to make it accessible and I want to imbue it with my spirit because at the end of the day, you know, I'm a guy from Texas. I've got a family. Yeah. I like to watch football. I like to eat barbecue. I like muscle cars. I love rock and roll. I love my kids. I love my wife. I love the country. You know, I've got some very sophisticated ideas, but at the same point, yes, I'm still a country boy. And at the same time, I do like high production values and good clothes. And it's like, that's another thing that bugs me right now is just the slovenliness <laughs> that we find in culture right now. And it's not everybody feels that way, but you're led to believe that everybody feels that way. Oh, totally. Speaking of which, okay, so uh, this is not Job of the Hut. Uh, this is not a new Star Wars character. Oh. This is Lizzo accepting her pretty much granted Grammys at this point. So if you're a transvestite, uh, if you're a Satanist, if you're morbidly obese and you're willing to flout that, uh, you can probably get a Grammy. So, well, but luckily their, their ratings are plummeting. Nobody, uh, dude, gives nobody, a shit about nobody, these. nobody watches those. Look at the all seeing eye right behind her, by the way. Wow. Yeah. CBS. Let me say something about CBS. that. I, Cause <laughs> like Lizzo, I mean, she's a good musician, but I guess, but I don't really follow music that's happening right now that closely. What I do follow is just culture. And she said something the other day, and I don't really fault her for this. The, who I fault is the people that just, oh, 
oh, that's just fabulous. She she made a yeah. she had won an award or she did a concert or something. I don't know what it was. And she basically afterwards she said, you know, I'm the new standard of beauty. Wow, that's bold. That's pretty. They're that's always a, so bold. That's a, that's a bold, and brave. I think that's pretty that's, pretentious. What if I said that? I mean, I'm stunned. They're like, it is stunning. They're all like the skinny white boys telling us he's the new standard of beauty. My point is, a <laughs> a performer can say whatever they want to say, and part of their job is to say outlandish things. So I don't even blame her for this. I blame just the lens that's making everybody believe this. Like, well, that you know, beauty is objective. It is completely objective, and I. One of the jokes that was made about me, because I I said on deprogram early on, I was like, man, this whole idea of wearing sweats to the grocery store or on the plane, I'm not feeling it. I get or pajamas. Yeah, I I get that it's comfortable, but that's just not how I roll, man. And it's like, I don't I don't like this lazy approach to to life. Like I don't right. really want to see you in sweats. I don't want to see you in pajamas at the store. It's just, I mean, raise your, raise your, raise your presence in space a little bit, but you know, people would also say, dude, you're completely old fashioned. Well, maybe, but I think that there's something heavier here, which is this just like, let's lower everyone's standards because this, like the masks and the binding ritual and all this splintering of society is just to get us to have lower standards and accept less it's to try to remove the human spirit and the aspiration to be larger than yourself to be to go out there and to create things and to build things and to search for to aspire to things it's like no we want you to stay at home in your pajamas don't talk to anybody yeah. um just, wear a mask yeah here's a, here's a diaper they're pushing diapers on 30 year olds now because what? people are getting Crohn's disease. Yes, because people are getting Crohn's disease. I have Crohn's, by the and way. IBS. I have Crohn's. I'm sorry. Well, let's talk afterwards because um, I have some friends who are natural healers, and I think there's there's ways to remedy that. I'd like to hear that because I, I have it, and I, knock on wood, do not have it as bad as other people. My brother, yes. a year younger than me, had it very bad, and that's part of what killed him. Um, oh. So, it you know, it's a real thing, but I don't yes. want to wear a diaper, and I... I, I, I've not heard this, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of this is far more sophisticated than what people think it is. They, you know, Lizzo can say that she's the new standard of beauty. Somebody else can wear a diaper. Somebody else can wear um, mm -hmm. pajamas on an airplane. All of this seems to be quite benign. I'm right. saying that it's part of something far more sophisticated, which is a slight channeling of the human spirit into a more subdued, Less, Absolutely. less aspiration filled species. Yes. It's, it's desacralizing. It's demoralizing. It's inversion. So I don't care if you're a heavy set. I've seen heavy set women that are beautiful and attractive. Yeah. Uh, it's not my steez. I'm not, I'm not trying to date girls that weigh more than me by, you know, a hundred pounds. Uh, but more power to them if they're nice people that's fine yes. but the no matter how they aesthetically they choose to present the reality is lizzo is not healthy no her organs are covered in fat she can't she couldn't save herself if a conflict broke out she'd probably overheat and you know expire just from the stress on her body i mean she's she's not going to be able to deal with the stresses of nature so she's propped up and so that's another thing is this this comforting 
through video games and stim overstimulation and every every vice you can imagine they're they're setting us up for the kill and COVID, even with the lockdowns you know finally americans who are worked to death anyway and then you've got inflation and all these taxes just robbing us blind uh, you know people like lizzo she's celebrated and distracting us while we're com being completely gutted and eviscerated financially and she's the largest and she's she's the siren saying to young people you know if you really want to make it just sell out just be contemptible have no soul well she and, she may uh, really like her music and just the other day um mm. I, uh the guitarist brilliant guitarist from living color oh Ver yeah Vernon, definitely vernon was talking about yeah. hey man Holy cow, she just did a yes cover. You know what? I applaud that. That was a very complex piece of that's a that was a very complex band. And the fact that she pays homage to that. So I don't know her music well. So I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I'm just when she made this comment about beauty the other day, it was part of my larger thing. For one thing, mm. I like muscle cars. When I was in high right. school, I worked and I had a Trans Am. <laughs> I feel like Matthew McConaughey in, in Days Confused, although he had a Camaro. <laughs> but I liked muscle cars. I still do. I like classic cars and I like the way they look. And now even Tesla, why do I have to have a Tesla that looks like an egg? Why can't I have a Tesla? Why can't I have Tesla technology <laughs> that looks like a 98 Oldsmobile from 1978? I want something that, you know. Yeah. It looks manly. Well, it doesn't look well, like. It looks stylish. Yeah. It looks, looks like I don't want everything to look like an egg. Yes. And I don't, or, or like a MacBook or something. Yeah. And I don't want every building I go in to be white and gray and look like some post industrial wedding, <laughs> uh, uh, medical facility. Yeah, yeah. It's like we used to build pyramids. <laughs> we used to build Gothic cathedrals. We used to aspire right. to things. We used to build great things and make things of complexity. And now it's like, it's like, no, nah, you're going to need this rhomboid or <laughs> circular mm -hmm. car. You're going to need for your house to be all white and gray. And it's just, I, and I, I, I hate it. I hate it. It's monoculture. Um, did you ever see her with Joaquin Phoenix? I know the film you're talking about. My wife always tries to get me to watch it. And I was going to do when I was doing antidote, because I've been mm -hmm. on the transhumanism thing and the AI thing for 20 years. Oh, yeah. And so at one point, I don't remember who we were going to try to get on Antidote, but the movie had just come out and um, I didn't end up getting the guest or something. So I never did end up watching the movie. And now my interest in that movie and watching it is not quite the same. But but go ahead with what you're saying, because it definitely oh, well, it definitely has kind of oh, yeah, shown yeah. us what's what's up. Oh, totally. Well, you know, the 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 colors of the whole thing are pastel. Interesting. Uh, the uh the the costumes everyone looks like they're dressed like they shopped at walmart but it merged with a gap in the future because everything is very you know uh i don't know just lacking any individual flair it's all about this this uni uniparty uniformity and it's done in a and if you actually look at say who owns the gap and banana republic and what is it there's another like the gap is like the lower end, no old Navy yeah. gap. So that it's like with cars, they just, you know, slap a different label on it. Yeah. It's coming from the same factory yeah. and, and it's about a demographic and it, and it's, it's annoying because everywhere you go in America, it's the same corporations. Every, everything is Walmart, you know, the gap McDonald's, you know, Best Buy. It's, it's like we're living in a giant strip mall. George Carlin was right. 
And uh, this Fetterman geek, you know, this guy's supposed to be a senator. He's half brain dead. You know, he had a stroke, literally. And um, okay. he dresses like a, a bum. He looks like a guy that's waiting to do dialysis or something. You know, he's just no offense to people who have diabetes. I, I, I shit talk and I have fun because I'm an American. I'm going to die someday. So I don't I don't want to if your feelings get hurt, go somewhere else. I don't care. But, you, you know, you got to laugh to keep from crying. It's so in your face. The Fetterman like thing is really disturbing. And yeah. people... You know, people bitched and moaned about Dr. Oz. I'm like, the guy's a doctor, first of all. He <laughs> he did hundreds of episodes of television. And my wife and I used to have this joke because I didn't know who Dr. Oz was. And I was like, who's this guy you keep watching? He goes, it's Dr. Oz. And I would kind of, you know, she's my wife. I'd kind of like, we'd, I was like, why do you guys like this medical television? What? And this guy, what, what, what do you see? And she goes, women like him because he cares. And that was our joke. Oh. It is, but but you know what? I actually mad respect that because sure. he was touching people's hearts, and right. and women were listening to what this man had to say about health. And I think that his wife is pretty holistic in her approach. So I actually became a fan of Doctor Oz. I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Okay, I made fun of him, but now I get it. Clearly, a very talented, intelligent, and human humanist human being. So when he runs for office, I'm thinking, wow, he probably should have done that because he could have just stayed in TV and keep making money. But but I appreciate his call to serve. And then Absolutely. people just came out just like they did with Trump. Then they just came out of everywhere. Oh, this guy's terrible. He's a Republican. Oh, my God, he's going to do this and he's going to do that. Meanwhile, this guy Fetterman, young Frankenstein, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know this guy, but I can tell by looking at him that he's got issues. And now you're telling me he's got all these heart issues. Anyway, they end up yeah. knock, knock, getting him into, into office yeah. somehow with, with that election that I'm sure was hundred percent legit. And, um, yeah, right. and immediately, you know, he gets sick and goes back into the hospital, but yes, his look the other day, he was going back to work. He's got like sweat cut yeah. off about it. And, 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 I'm like, bro. Yeah, yeah. At least pretend that you have some respect for the job and for the people that you are elected to serve by being presentable. Even if you're well, brain dead walking, have your handlers put you in some kind of clothes like they do with Biden that makes us think that you might have a slight chance of being able to do your job. We know you don't, but at least make an effort. It drives yeah, me nuts. Oh, totally. I mean, it's it's uh it's a mocking ritual. It's a satanic ritual. It's Pennsylvania, right? William Penn, you know, places littered with Satanists, just like Portland, just like LA. No offense. I know <laughs> so, none taken. There's plenty everywhere. I'm you know, I it, when I was in Atlanta, they're all over the place in Atlanta too. And you know, that's a that's a little bit of a tangent. But yeah, Fetterman looks uh bummy and it it is deplorable because he's a senator somehow. Of course it was stolen. And he dresses like this, and you look at this photo here. You've, you know, he's taking advantage of Americans who probably are coming from poverty, and they're dealing with obesity, and they're dealing with the effects of lack of nutrition and lack of opportunity. And he's playing this everyman role, but he's also uh, incoherent. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, anyone can be in any position of control as a Democrat. You know, you don't look at Biden. I mean, maybe he's just put up there to kind of normalize Biden being basically half brain dead himself. I mean, who knows what's going on with if that's even Biden. 
I don't know. I mean, the level of technology that's available to create, you know, lifelike mask uh, is probably something like out of Mission Impossible. So I don't put anything past, since all the world's a stage and most of these people are bought and owned and they're butt slaves to the Illuminati, as uh, Miguel Connor likes to say. <laughs> and it's literally true. Well, yeah, so I mean, Cameron, we're at a place now where the deception is so deep that do i mean i i think that that's the real biden but i i don't know when we just you and i the last time we talked we were talking about we're now at this place that certain subjects that i would have been certain of in the past now i question now i don't yeah. I, I, and you can't fault anybody of any political stripe or walk of life if they doubt things these days, because there's good reason to, reason to doubt just about everything. And even the people who go along with all of these things, because it's their guy. Mm -hmm. I think if you really dig dug down deep into their psyche, there would be questions. They'd be like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here because this guy clearly has very deep dementia in the case of Biden. Yes. His family is absolutely they give they give the Clintons a run for their money, pun slightly intended, for just sheer <laughs> absolute criminality. Totally. But they're all pissed off about Trump about Trump. I mean, it yeah. is it is just it's infuriating to me. You don't have to like Trump. I don't really care. Just be intellectually honest about yes. what you elected. And what you elected has taken us to the very precipice of World War III, completely right. unnecessary. Yes. Destroyed American independent energy production. And now, okay, Ukraine, through the NATO machinations and the fact that we acted in no way, every time I say certain things, I swear to God, my electricity goes out. Probably a coincidence. But, um, <laughs> No, I mean, if you think that we're all better off now that you got Biden in, you're absolutely nuts. You're pretending you're not being you're not being honest because we're in bad shape. We are. There's a situation in Sudan that's brewing right now with the same fingerprints, Victoria Nuland, the same kind of shenanigans. Meanwhile, China's looking at Taiwan. We're we're in bad shape. We are in bad shape and. But orange man bad, orange man bad. As long as orange man bad is not in power, then you can take us into the depths of hell, and we're just going to say, ah, oh, at least you know it's like it's like that you know it's like that third booster shot, and you get COVID. Yeah. Oh, it would have been worse, you know, if I wasn't vaccinated. It's just it's madness. It's infantilic. <laughs> it's it's it is it yeah. is infuriating. What what psychologically would be the term for that? Cognitive dissonance, of course, but they're 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 stuck in the stage of denial. You know, they're they're living in denial, so they can't progress through the stages of grief, recognizing like the world they thought they knew, the people they thought they could trust, all sold them out, and that all the people they ridiculed and shamed and mocked and deplatformed and demonetized and joined in and mob like behavior to silence, uh, they were actually right. And so there's a lot of humble pie that needs to be passed around, and uh, some of these people need to hang. For oh, genocide, I agree absolutely. And publicly, it should be. It should be. It, and this is another thing that's foreshadowed. I mean, I know people say I'm I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Because I would love to see military tribunals for uh, Obama, Clinton, all these deep state snakes, the the Bush, the entire Bush those are, family. Those people are all war criminals. Those people are all They're, war oh, criminals. 
and Satanists, provable. Skull and bones, Freemasonry. This is all the, and, and Freemasonry is Satanism for those out there who don't know this. Like they worship Lucifer. You know, they don't deny it. And they might make it esoteric and say, well, Lucifer is a concept and it's the concept of the Promethean fire that you, you gain through knowledge, through Gnosis and blah, and blah, and blah. And it's like, yeah, that's great and everything, but why do you swear oaths to protect each other's asses when you're, uh, being criminally indicted for things like rape and murder and embezzling and, and you name it. You, you know, right there in the seventh degree, the royal arch degrees, they swear an oath and another blood oath. And by the time you become a 32nd degree Mason, you've sworn how many times that they have the right to basically kill you, murder you in any number of ways. I And I'm supposed, yeah, I'm supposed to forget all of that and not know that. See that most people don't realize that, but that's absolutely true. And uh, there's evidence of people being murdered for exposing Freemasonic, you know, secrets. And so Satanism is being outed. William Ramsey's doing an amazing job uh, decoding the works of men like Crowley and others who became his his protégés, you know, his his mentees like Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard. And, yeah. Oh, goodness. I mean, pretty much half of the some of the best musicians like David Bowie, you know, it's like they've all become felomites. And then what do you see in the Podesta emails? You know, people requesting Felima favors from the highest level. People making jokes about sacrificing chickens to Moloch. You know, the, you know, you, Epstein Island. You know, we're not done with Epstein yet. And so no. for all the normies out there who, oh, orange man bad, orange man bad. Here's a picture of Trump next to Epstein. They must be best friends. I'm like, that's their, they, they, they've forsaken rationale. Totally. And uh, I think it's it's dereliction of duty, you know, especially some of these people who consider themselves like uh, influential intellectuals now, you know, they're they're moral cowards. Yes. And, uh, you know, what's the quote from Thucydides, uh, uh, a nation who uh, who's uh, oh, now, of course, I goof on the quote, but uh, uh, a nation that uh, makes great distinction between its warriors and its scholars will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Yeah. And that's the divide and conquer in the in the deepest level because what's the purpose of life if you're nothing more than a minion for some black magician who uses money conjured out of thin air and mob violence to back up the threat that you have to believe in a lie and kudos to ron paul and other great americans for calling out the lie of the fed so it's yes. all intermingled and we're ahead of the curve we're seeing the connections because we don't have to abide by corporate policies to and you know yes we suffer for it but the suffering will be much worse folks if you don't wake up and if you don't start considering that your neighbors who were warning you you should learn to sit down and chat with them you should learn to take in ideas that are make you uncomfortable turn off the television talk to people and granted in that milieu you're going to run into people that are essentially not going to wake up so don't be disheartened if you run into more of those than not but there are good people out there who get it so just keep keep pursuing the right path i am not expecting any apologies you know it's like i've been doing this a long time and there's still people that i know don't want to have anything to do with me that were once my friends and but i'm being true to myself yeah. i've always been inquisitive i've always wondered why does the world work in the way that it works um mm -hmm. i've always been a spiritual person on a quest I, I, I didn't even know that I was on a quest, but I knew that I could sense things about the way the world worked that didn't make sense to me. And I would dig and I would dig. And I've always tried to be 
as honest as I could about these things. Like when it comes to Freemasonry, I once considered being a Freemason because I had, I had friends who were Freemasons and I was curious and I've interviewed several Freemasons. Um, and I'll be honest, like sometimes I'll be honest, I kind of start dozing off after a while. I'm like, yeah, okay, man. <laughs> like, but the other thing is I'm not good with groups. At the end of the day, like if I'm in a room full of Christians, I become the atheist. You know, if I'm in if I'm in a room with the Republicans, then I must be the liberal. It just always you're an individual. It just always works that way. It doesn't matter what it is, I always end up on the perimeter, but that's just my life. Um, but there was a point I was going to try to make here. So with the whole Freemasonry thing, oh, I know one thing. I, I was at a fraternity in, in college. And so even though that was a college fraternity, there were aspects of that that transcend across all types of um, secret societies. There's initiation rituals. There's ideas that go along with that. So I get how these things work. Um, but I also think that there's some people that don't even have a God. Um, it's not Satan. It's not anything. Some, I think some people are annoyed by the idea of spirituality in general. And a lot of times these are very powerful people and they see themselves as, as close to God as what matters. Right. And, Mm -hmm. or maybe there's a deep level of self-loathing. So when they see you embracing something that's larger than yourself, be it God, be it love, be it family, that they don't like that. And so they want to destroy hmm. that. And then there's some of these people. And I think, especially when you get to the ultra, ultra rich, I think that God to them is a bit of a hindrance. Like, oh, I don't need that. Don't, don't you see me? I'm mega, mega freaking rich. And <laughs> I am as close yeah. to God on this plane as anything you're going to need. So do I think that there's Satanists out there? Absolutely. Do I think that there's people involved in secret societies that are up to no good? Absolutely. But I also think that there are some people that don't have a God at all, and they see themselves essentially as God. And I'm not saying you shouldn't see yourself as somewhat godlike, because I think that's part of the, the walk that we make, is learning how to make our way. But, but you know what I'm saying. It's like they see themselves as the very apex of civilization, and they know better than you. And Mm -hmm. they've written all this off. It's like, this is, we reign over you. So suck it up and deal with it. Pretty much. And, and it's, it's a satanic worldview and it's, it's right there at the core of Freemasonry. Like in, in my investigations, you know, like, uh, sure enough, you know, for all of the glittery flattering language and titles, uh, at the at the core, what they're being told is that you are a god, you're a fallen angel, and you have the ability to become God again. And so your gnosis or your experience of the divine or through contact with, say, your holy and guardian angel, as Crowley would advocate, is the gnosis. And inevitably, what is being pitched again and again is that you uh, you forgot who you were, but you're on par with God. And so therefore do what thou wilt. Now that's for the higher degrees. They're not going to let you in on that, you know, from 32 and below. But as you, as you approach 33, that apex, sure enough, the rhetoric becomes pretty outstandingly clear that Lucifer is their God. Uh, Albert Pike, who was a uh, general in the civil war who created the KKK, you know, there's another yep. L for Freemasons, you know, you want to, anybody want to discuss that? Like, yeah, by the way, Albert Pike it created the KKK, uh, 
a uh, hate group of black magicians that would sacrifice and torture to death Negro slaves and others who got in their way. Let's just own it. Uh, Robert Frederick, I'm going to have on soon. He's uh, done an amazing podcast called The Hidden Life is Best. And I recommend it for everyone out there because it's describing the architect of the new Atlantis, Francis Bacon, and how he's also essentially in charge of the Shakespeare project. And if you look at those plays, they're some of the most circulated on the planet. It's a lot like a Bible in terms of uh, the proliferation of printed material. You know, those are some of the most read and researched concepts ever. And they're coming from the same British Freemasonic Rosicrucian matrix. And so it explains a lot in our culture to see that we do have this divide. We have people, as you described very, very appropriately, who believe themselves to be on par with God, and therefore they're within their right to treat others as cattle and slaves. Crowley would say, the slave shall serve. And, uh, you know, knowing that he was initiated by John Yarker, who was also responsible for making Helena Blavatsky a Mason. And this is all stuff, if you want to come to grips with this, uh, Joe Atwill, postflaviana.org, uh, caesarsmessiah.com. Check out his latest article, uh, the title of which is something like uh, the Nazi, the Freemasonic creation of the Nazi party. Yes. So we're talking about the enslavement of the masses, the, the genocidal conflict of, of world war being brought to us by secret society. And we just have to deal with it. And for the people who are apologists, I, any of them are welcome to come on this show and explain themselves. And I can bring on Joe Atwill. I can bring on any number of people who are better versed than I, but I'm willing to do the work myself. I'm not afraid to debate them. And, you know, come out of the shadows already. You know, if you've nothing to hide, prove it. Stop expecting me to take your glib and non-serious rhetoric that you recite another catechism of propaganda endlessly instead of actually looking at people like J. Edgar Hoover and how they've influenced American and really global life. I mean, he was a cross-dresser who was a Shriner who uh, was obtained degrees related to Baphomet, and he's murdering activists through COINTELPRO and spying on everyone, including Dr. King, who he probably, you know, he probably played a role in his death, undoubtedly. You know, there's there's numerous archives extant proving that they saw him as a threat and that they wanted to eliminate him. So imagine a world where Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was still alive and Dr. King was his running mate. And the, all the, the money that is siphoned from all of us through taxation, et cetera, what if it were actually made available to help people? So, yes, I have a problem with Freemasons. And, oh, speaking of this, uh, Mo Bedard, who's a Memphis Mizraim Freemason, he was a... he's. Uh, insulting me online and saying I'm agnostic and just being a basically a weak man. You know, Mo wanted to talk a little crap on Twitter and say that, uh, you know, how dare I question Freemasonry because he is one. Well, Mo, you're welcome to come on the show, buddy. It's freedom of speech. You know, you're not a god. Uh, I, I don't care about what you believe about your order. I believe what can be prove, proven. And Memphis Mizraim is associated with uh, black magic as well, buddy. So, you know, if that's if that's something that you are getting upset about, then maybe you should consider what you're doing with your life. Or come on the record. Stop stop sniping and snipping behind the scenes. That's cowardly. I'm sick of these internet cowards out here who they hide behind a, a sea of fanboys and they never show up for a real fight on their own. Hey, I'm getting I'm getting these, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm getting these mm -hmm. notifications on my screen that. We're having stream issues. I cut out for just a second. I don't know. 
are you seeing anything on your side? I've got, I got, uh, like, no, I got like two or three banners that said there's issues mm -hmm. with your stream. So, oh, no worries, man. You know, <laughs> irony, right? What if that's because we're, we're, we're dropping too many Freemasonic F-bombs. Uh, by the I, way, by the way, on, when I was doing, mm -hmm. well, it seems to be working now. So I'll just tell you an amusing story. I've told it before, mm -hmm. but when I was doing, <laughs> um, antidote, I, there was a little logo behind me because I, I came up with the name Antidote, you know, and my little tagline was you. I didn't know you came up with that. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. You, yeah. me, every single one of us, we are the Antidote. Nice. So I told the people at Lip TV is like, hey, this is what I want to call it. And they thought I meant the Antidote. So the first couple of shows, the logo said the Antidote. No biggie, whatever. Mm -hmm. But they, the, the artist who created that, um, but, oh, you know, I'm going to make it kind of look like a molecule. So there was these cubes and stuff that look like a molecule, right? I was cool with it. It's a piece of art. It says antidote, man. I'm not, I don't, I didn't think too much about it. And it would ram behind me. But, and you can see anybody who's watching this. Yeah, I get excited. I start gesturing. Um, one time somebody had put something on one of my, in the, in, in the, in the notes, uh, the comments on YouTube, Oh, Michael Parker, we, we know that you're a satanic Freemason dot, 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 with your hand gestures and your geometrics <laughs> designs behind you you're, oh, and you're hypnotizing yeah. us. And, um, I actually, so all I would say those, like, sometimes also like we have to be careful of what, because I'm not a saint. I kind of wish I was almost, my joke was like, bro, I wish I was that interesting. Like I didn't. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Freemason. I'm not a Satanist, but you did kind of make me more sexy to, to some people by saying that, but I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny that somebody, yeah. and they, I think they really thought that I was that. So we also have to be careful sometimes because I'm not that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. All of this is weird. Robert Frederick's work is really interesting and highly recommend it. And he's got about eight hours of material plus where he's making the case that, you know, the British empire, you know, the sun never set in the British empire. And actually he calls it uh, Francis Bacon and the Gnostic English empire. And so Gnosis as a concept is really what that's why I chose the name Gnosis. I like it. Is because it's knowledge in and of itself. It's not inherently good or bad. It's everyone's perspective on it is what it is. It's it's reflective. And so it's an it's it's an open forum. It's freedom of speech. It's I don't have all the answers. I don't pretend to, but we can have rules and we can hold each other accountable. So uh internet culture needs to shift to something beyond being cringy and clickbaity and and kowtowing to you know, AstroTurf guys like Joe Rogan, like Joe Rogan is a shill guys. It yep. is what it is. Yep. He's a shill. Okay. I use the guy follows me still on Twitter. Maybe he'll unfollow me now because I'm not kissing his ass. Uh, I don't care. Um, Twitter is now under Musk, which is really saying the department of defense, cause that's who pays his bills. You know, that's the only reason Tesla is worth a damn thing. You know, the guy's an actor and he's playing a role and it's interesting. And I, I really believe that he was shown, like, look, nothing can stop what is coming. These we know who went to Epstein Island. You know that that part of the saga is not done yet. They had to let people see what the deep state is willing to do to all of us with the vaccines. They gave people an opportunity to see, like you said, HCQ ivermectin. There are ways to completely dismantle their narrative. And you get to see the mockingbirds just doing whatever they're told and repeating whatever, and no matter the consequences, so that they can maintain their position in life. 
you know, so they sold us all out. I, this is heavy medicine, it, but it's the truth. It, it is heavy. And I said to William Ramsey, when I met him a, a week or two ago for the first time, we were talking about a whole bunch of different things. You, you had recommended him to me kind of find out. Then I had another friend who also knew him and that friend was visiting the U S for a conference. So he's like, well, I only know two people in LA and it's Michael Parker and William Ramsey. So that's how I met William. But so we're having this discussion and, um, and I just said to William, because I had listened to a podcast they had done about something. I, I was like, listen, they've normalized genocide. Yeah. When you can normalize genocide, you can do just about anything. That's right. People used to say, when you can murder a president in broad daylight, you can do just about mm -hmm. anything. Well, I'm saying when you can normalize genocide on a global level, you can do just about anything. And um, in respect to Ivermectin at HCQ, to me, it was pretty clear from the get-go that the reason that you couldn't have that is because an emergency use authorization can only be applied to something when there is not an already existing uh, right. therapeutic. therapeutic on the market. So right. if they had said you can treat um, COVID with these two already existing drugs, then we couldn't mm -hmm. have had the, the vaccinations in the, in the faction that we did. Now, some people will argue, well, you know, I took Ivermectin, I took HCQ with varying degrees of success. Well, okay. I did too. I, I never got vaccinated and I did finally get COVID and for four days it sucked. But mm -hmm. after the four days were over, I had a lingering cough. Um, but anyway, and I, and I was taking Ivermectin and I was taking HCQ and I got through it. Did that stuff help me? I think it probably did. I don't know. Maybe it didn't. But the point is, that was still my right to make my decision about my body. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get too personal about this, but there's people in my immediate family who were forced to get vaccinated. And we worry about that every day because yeah. we've stayed on top of this. Like I say, I'm not saying I'm Nostradamus. I'm not saying I'm a genius. It's just I've seen this stuff happen before. It's pattern recognition is what they're now calling it. It's like, and I knew from the get-go, this is this is not what they're playing it out to be. And when they brought out these vaccines, vaccines really quick, I'm like, I'm not taking that crap. That You just like roll up with this all of a sudden, and I, now I'm supposed to have that? So I was opposed to forced vaccinations. I'm not yes. an anti-vaxxer. I'm vaccinated to the gills, man. I had a shingles vaccine just a couple of years ago. Um, so I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I was just anti-vax on that. Hey, I'm seeing something in the in the left-hand corner. Are you putting that up there? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to mention, so there's cool. a, there's a there's an activist named Jason Kristoff, and uh guy is excellent. He's got an incredible blog. He's done several uh, documentaries and uh, you know, he's always releasing great content and podcasts. Excuse me. So he has um, a lot of blogs dedicated to providing detox protocols for people who took the COVID shot. So uh, I understand. I, I lost a family member who I know was vaccinated and uh, his death came on the heels shortly uh, of getting vaccinated. And then when his liver was failing, basically... They had to catch him up on all his shots. Are you kidding and me? That, yeah, so they gave him what? five more. 
they gave him five more. So they stuck my brother like a pin cushion. Personally, I know that all vaccines are dangerous. There's no such thing as a safe vaccine. Uh, vaxxed is just kind of like cracking that open. But Big Pharma runs this world. You can see here in this quote from Robert Kennedy. So I'll read this out loud for the record. So this is a tweet from Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's going to be running for president. Yes. Thank God. Yep. And I look forward to it. I think he's an honorable man, and he's, he's fighting to save children. So it says, Fox fires at Tucker Carlson five days after he crosses the red line by acknowledging that the TV networks pushed a deadly and ineffective vaccine to please their pharma advertisers. Carlson's breathtakingly courageous April 19th monologue broke TV's two biggest rules. Tucker told the truth about how greedy pharma advertisers control TV news content, and he lambasted obsequious newscasters for promoting jabs they knew to be lethal and worthless. For many years, Tucker has had the nation's biggest audience and averaging, uh, averaging 3.5 million to 10 times the size of CNN. Fox just demonstrated the terrifying power of big pharma. And so this is part of the operation. It's, it's helping people see how completely infiltrated America has become to where uh, they can sell us poison yeah. outright. Yeah. And push it on us, and then and then now, of course, they're they're backpedaling and say, "Well, we never forced you." Like Justin Trudeau, of course Trudeau's they did. The, of that course is they did. Yes. Of course, you forced us to do. Gaslighting is part and parcel you of psychopathic families, control. You yes. shut down businesses. That's you right. fired people from their jobs. You, That's right. And this is all before the damage that you did to them physiologically. No, this is this is criminal on a whole new level, and people went along with it. And if you didn't go along with it, you were the bad guy. You were the person yeah. who lost your job. You were the person whose friends didn't talk to you anymore. I mean, it, it's just. Oh, yeah. It's still happening. Yes, it's still happening. And, and we have to pray and we have to. That's why I appreciate Jason's work, because we don't have to be uh, fearful. There are ways to get it out of the system, but it requires work and it requires understanding that young people are dying left and right from heart attacks. Professional athletes like it is. If you go it's to undeniable. Uh, Undeniable. Hashtag died suddenly. Follow died suddenly on, on Instagram. Uh, Twitter is thankfully not, not shadow banning this material anymore. Uh, these are crimes against humanity. They must pay. They must pay. And Trump did not lose in 2020. There's no way that Joe Biden, the pedophile, you know, whose son is a pedophile and a crackhead and all that, you know, not to mention they suppress that that's come out in the Twitter files. So the reason we're suffering is because of the deep state. So Lose your fear to call out the devil and claim your power as Americans. You have your God created you. Okay. Whatever you believe God is, it's it's a miracle we're alive and we can experience this at all. If you look at just human anatomy, how complicated it is, let alone the planet that enables life, clearly it's a miracle beyond human capacity to comprehend. It's it's uh, it's God power, godlike power. I, I'm with you, Michael. More people are good than bad. Thank God. I think when it goes too far south, we get obliterated with cyclical catastrophes. So a lot of yep. the work I was tuned into came on the heels of me being a 9-11 truth activist. And then lo and behold, I realized, oh, that was a satanic ritual coinciding with the, the new millennia. So you're right. In the, in the, the uh, excuse me, in the 21st century, yeah, America has suffered greatly because they use these felomite black magic rituals as William Ramsey has exhaustively documented and proven. And it's there for anyone who wants to know. Showing that, yes, they made us all participate in a global snuff film satanic ritual to usher in their one world religion. 
And what did they do? They destroyed the two pillars and uplifted the One World Trade Tower, which looks like a giant fucking vaccine. It does. You're right. So this is the mockery we're dealing with. So, But the thing is, uh, you speak the truth, you shame the devil, whatever the devil is. You know, If you want to say it's the evil and you think that somehow makes it less impactful, as uh, some Masons like to do, because uh, they're dualists. They assume that you can't have light without shadow. Therefore, we must allow a certain amount of equality for evil. And I think that's broken and perverted logic. You know, it's it's sophistry to presume that, oh, well, because uh, in this natural regard, light and shadow complement and uh, uh, provide space for one another. Therefore, morality and immorality equally have to be manifest. Don't you see? It's just innate. No, it's not. People can choose to be good. We have free will. Just because the equinox is divided into light and dark equally doesn't mean that every human must uh, stay in the, the winter solstice period. You know, like we can come out of the darkness and into the light. And that's uh, some, ironically, it's it's a Freemasonic phase phrase. And it's also a phrase that Q is co-opted. And that's another thing. Everything is co-opted. It's all about it's like a gun. You know, it, it all comes down to the person using the gun rather than the gun itself. Gnosis. Gnosis is knowledge. How you choose to use it is the game you play with your life and planet Westworld, if you will. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Westworld. Of course. I, did you see all, all four seasons? I saw all four seasons, and it was because um, I remembered Westworld, the original Yul Brynner thing from the 70s. Nice. So it's like, yeah. you know, I'm a science fiction fan from awesome. fourth grade. I was reading science fiction, and 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 so I've, I've been in for that for a long time and many of these men were visionaries many of these men saw things that would go a, go oh, forward yeah. and 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 become true now okay dick yes and for sure and then some of these guys unfortunately like hg wells are also the architects of some of the things this didn't just happen in the last oh, yeah. 20 years this has been in the makings for a hundred plus years. And yes. some of these people that were behind this were, I, you know, it's hard to say, does a person know they're evil? Does a person have evil intent? Sometimes people think they just know better than you and like, ah, yep. oh, you know, I've got a better idea and you're not going to understand it, but here's what it is. So, and I didn't even know some of this until a few years ago, I got turned on to the idea about HG Wells. I didn't see all this, but anyway, back to the, the point about mm -hmm. um, Westworld, that was an interesting show. And I think the first season was the best season. It was like every season got worse by the end of it. I'm just kind of like struggling to get through with it, but there were a lot of interesting ideas in there. And earlier we were talking about transhumanism and AI. And I have worried about the transhumanism thing for a long time. And one of the things that bothered me from the get-go about transhumanism, and I remember on Antidote, I had Zoltan Isvan on, and he was um, running for president as, I can't remember the name of his party was, but it was essentially it was a transhumanist party or what have you. And I wow. like Zoltan. He and I got along great. But my thing about transhumanism at its most extreme aspect is, this idea that somehow you're going to transcend, um, mm -hmm. that your spirit can be downloaded to a drive or uploaded to the cloud or whatever, somehow your soul is going to remain intact and you're mm -hmm. going to be immortal. I don't personally think that's possible. Something will be, a facsimile yeah. will be there, but it will not be you. So 
right off the bat, I don't believe in that aspect of transhumanism. However, if I was some guy that's really freaking rich and I already think I'm kind of godlike anyway, well, then of course right. I don't want to die. I'm going to grasp at any straw that's out there, whether it be transhumanism, whether it's talking to extraterrestrials, whatever you got that mm -hmm. might show me. And that's what, that's what, what, a uh, one of the last alien movies was about is, they, oh, they, yeah, they I was go, just thinking that yeah. Prometheus, Wayland Yutani corporation. <sighs> exactly. Totally. Yeah. He wanted to talk to the aliens because un, he wanted to be immortal. Well, that's the same thing that some aspects of transhumanism offer to the ultra rich. And brother, that who's that's who will have it first. It won't be guys like you and me. So <laughs> I, I think it's built on a false premise. I, I think that the human spirit is is not transmutable by human technical methods. So that's not gonna happen. Yes. Something else will be will will be created, which now also brings us the AI thing. And I was always concerned about AI, but this year it's clearly come into vogue. And and I use a, I'm using AI right now to make a video for an album that I'm re-releasing next month. And um, and I've always been fascinated with the idea, but I only recently, and I've got to dig into this. This is something I just discovered in the past week. So folks, if you're watching this and you already knew all about it, what well, kind of shame on me, I should have known. But it was talking about this robot, and I think that's the wrong word, that is doing all the heavy lifting for BlackRock. Have you heard about this called no. Aladdin? Wow. No, BlackRock so, has its own robot fleet. Great. <laughs> my, under my understanding <laughs> of this, and I got to look into it to see if this was an overly sensationalized article, but apparently um, Fink, you know, when I guess he was the head of some big business in the eighties, ended up losing some money, loses that gig. So he's going to move on to do his next thing. So now he wants to create a software that's going to analyze market trends and know what to buy, what to trade, what to get in and out of, what to, and apparently it's oh, called Aladdin. Wow. And Aladdin is an is a a um, acronym. So I've got this is the next thing I want to look into. But borderline, the, the the big thing is if it's if it's not true, then I'll find out. But if it is true, what basically we're talking about here is the software package that has made BlackRock become God. Almost, almost. It, yeah, it, financially it, speaking. Yeah, this 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 thing is worth trillions and trillions of dollars and really at the end of the day kind of running our lives and it is an AI. So this idea that we will one day be ruled by AI is not far out at all and we may in some some instances actually already be. I agree and, and speaking of science fiction uh Michael Crichton the author of Westworld. Yes. yes. Uh brilliant Jurassic man. Park. Jurassic Park, Sphere. Oh goodness, what else did he write? The Eater of the Dead, Warrior, which I read when I was like four. Eater of the Dead, which was actually a, a movie, uh, <laughs> which actually was a book. I think about Norsemen or something. I was another. I was a nerd, yeah. man. That's another. Antonio book I read. Banderas was in the film adaptation. That's right. He was yes, great yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think it was the Thirteen Foyer. Yes, you're uh, correct. I, I was a huge Crichton fan growing up. I read everything I could get my hands on. Marathon Man. Uh, did, no, he didn't do Marathon Dan. He did. Um, there was a, uh, something, man. It's escaping me at the moment. But. Oh, King Stephen King did the Running Man. Yes. So, which which is deep fakes. You know, you're thinking about their ability to just invent fake reality, a whole cloth, and use it to penalize whoever they want, then throw you into some type of you know fucked up. And Stephen uh, King, what a miserable human being that guy appears to be. <laughs> like how unhappy. Yeah. 
Um, he's with like, all his money and like fame. He, he and Keith Oberman seem to be the most miserable pieces of shit that I could even imagine. Well, it's because they're they're outed. You know, King is is another one of these bards. He basically was probably. Uh, I mean, did you see Doctor Sleep? Uh, I didn't read the sequel not to The sure, Shining. Not sure. It's actually great. It's the sequel to The Shining, and it, it's basically the premise is that there's this uh, caravan of witches who are attracted to children who have The Shining, and they essentially want to torture them to death, inhale their souls, imbibe their souls as a way to grow their own power. Like the and adrenochrome so, kind of thing. Exactly. It's totally just a metaphor for adrenochrome. So that type of predictive programming, you could say maybe it's his way of fulfilling the devil's bargain because you know if they let us know then it's not their fault karmically that's how they see it i hear is you know with the uh what's the term that michael hoffman came up with oh uh goodness it's 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 essentially your revelation of the method yes. so by informing the victims yeah. yes then then you you're not uh culpable for your karmic actions complete because it's their choice it it is an inversion and it is bullshit, but it's no, there's I mean, something it's to it that they would think that you know it's like right because I'm tricking you into kind of giving you a hint that this might occur that that absolves my yeah. my guilt. And, yeah, it's like and it's an like atrocity. A, well, psychopathic mindset. It's like yeah. if someone was going to date rape someone, and they're like, "Oh, I just played the song. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine in the jukebox. Would you like a drink?" You know, that's what this NLP shit is. That's being, you know, it's really gross. It's, it's satanic. It's like, well, you warned them, you know, you told them you, you gave them the truth. They didn't want to hear it. It's not your fault. And it's, this is the sickness that these people carry with them. And I think it's, it's something like a demonic possession. And of course you look at black rock. What is the black rock? It's the scrying mirror. It's the black mirror. It's the obsidian knife going into the heart of the, of the sacrificed Mayan victim. It's incredibly malevolent. Yes. And so and that's the name we, of their company. <laughs> well, and then of course it's the it's Mecca. Yes. You know, so it's it's like if you look at Freemasonry as really global Satanism and that the uh Islamic aspect of it is really another secret society of control. And of course the, the assassins came out of the Hashashins and uh what is his name? Hali Sabah or something like that. Hami Sabah, I forget his name, but he was the one who cultivated these mind control victims through hashish and through lust eros he would say to them you know go go be my warriors and if you die in battle you'll just wake up with 72 virgins you know ready to do whatever you want and this is this is a big part of skull and bones you know there's a reason that 9-11 happened with saudi arabia there's a reason that the you did all this reporting on of course uh the the slaughter of 58 americans plus in las vegas right after trump was elected yep. Let me say something about the 9-11 thing. So now they're actually beginning to talk about the fact, as if anybody mm. had any question, that right. these poor fools, I, some people will probably be offended by, I mean, these people are idiots. These mm. people that were supposedly on those planes, well, of course they were agents of the CIA or the FBI. Of course. And have you seen this in the news just lately in the last week or two where they're beginning to talk about this? Here we are 21, 22 years down the line, and they're talking about, listen, those guys didn't drive those planes, hmm. but they were on those planes. And of course, they were agents of intelligence agencies. Absolutely. And a lot of them were patsies. Yes. Idiots. Uh, 
idiots and and yeah the whole it's just so sick all of it it really is uh and they were killed just like everybody else that was on those planes that's right let's see uh, and we have to expose the truth about 9-11. That was the ritual. That is the, See, they had to give us the ability to take them down, and Trump has been outspoken about that, you know, about revealing what's really gone on. Uh, of course, he released tons of files on Kennedy. They released under Trump the fact that Hitler didn't die until, you know, 15-something years later. I think it was in Chile. So they're like, oh, yeah, Hitler, you know, he, and it's of course he didn't die because Hitler is, the, the Theosophists created Hitler. They're the ones who created the Nazi party. That every aspect of the occult Nazi yes. belief system yes. points back to Theosophists and yes. Freemasons. Yes. To a man. And including the funding, you name it. So this is avant-garde journalism that Joseph Atwell and others are doing. And if you want it, it's out there, folks. But I tell you what, support people like myself and Michael, because you know what? I'm going on faith. He's going on faith. Thank God I've been able to like provide for myself. You know, I've incurred a lot of debt. I've incurred a lot of like slander. I've incurred a lot of uh, different suffering, and we all do. And I'm not, I'm not saying boo-hoo me. I'm just saying if you want to participate, a little bit goes a long way. You know, if you become a subscriber, if you buy a mug, if you just tell somebody, hey, there's some real Americans out there who aren't afraid to call a spade a spade and, and do something about it. Uh, and it goes a long way. And we need to disconnect from their world anyway. You know, the, the Joe Rogan system where bullshit is going to be pushed and it's going to be under the guise of, of independent media, but it's not. And, you know, this guy was telling people that if they question vaccines, they're stupid. Literally on the day before it was declared a pandemic. You know, so Joe Rogan needs to really, you need to think about who he really is and who does he serve. Because, granted, he's he's one of these guys, he's so wishy-washy. So whatever the trend is, I think jump on it when it's I think that's a good term because, listen, I've enjoyed some of, of Rogan's stuff. and um, Oh, totally. He but, has, but, yeah. But, I don't hate the guy. I just, we just got to be honest. Yeah, it's like, I look, I, you're I, not helping, Joe. I, I don't either. But he has seen said things that were incredibly judgmental, and I'm like, well, that really doesn't jive with other things that you're saying. So, which part of you is the true part? And listen, at the same time, I've got to say, listen, I've been wrong about things in the past. I've, I've interviewed people in the past where, like, I'm like, I kind of cringe when I hear it now. Like, wow, that was a big load of bullshit you told me. Um, <laughs> I kind of sensed it at the time, but, you know, we did it anyway because, you know. And so we, we live and we learn, right? We're, we're, we're in a constant learning process. And I tell people all the time, it's like, listen, I actually want to be wrong. Yeah, I right. want to be wrong about all of this. Man, I'd love to go back to the year 2000 when I was expecting world peace. Yeah. I, I want to go back to what I thought the future was going to be when I was a kid, wide-eyed and looking towards the future. And um, mm. I mean, I already had a sneaking suspicion that things were up. I mean, that's led me on this path that I'm on. But but you know what I'm saying. We don't want to be right about this. This isn't being right doesn't win you anything in this particular situation. In fact, it costs you a lot. And <laughs> yeah. being right's not even the right word for it. It's like yeah. just Seeking truth. Seeking I mean, truth and then unfortunately not wanting to live in a lie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to live in a fake matrix of no. bullshit no. where, you know, Lizzo is held up as like a goddess. <laughs> you know? It's like okay, odds odds are she's gonna die from a preventable disease because of her weight. She's gotta be you know, and it's just very strange. Like she's easily 150 pounds overweight. 
So that's a terrible thing to uphold for anyone as a, as a, let alone for her to invoke that she's like the new standard of beauty. It's like that just was incredibly pretentious to me. And if you or yeah. I had said that, people would go, <laughs> "Who in the hell are these guys?" It's like, and I actually, like I say, I don't even blame her. I blame this lens that they're forcing the public to see everything through. Basically, because today, before we did this interview, I needed to go to a florist for my daughter. My my daughter is going to a prom. And she had purchased a boutonniere for her um, day. So I went and got it for her. People still appreciate beauty. That's what florists do. So it's most people still have traditional views of what is beautiful. And they seek that. And they want things to be nice in their life. The trick yes. is, is to get people to think that's not okay anymore. And if, right. you, will, if you like these traditional versions of beauty, there's something wrong with you. And yeah. you need to lower your standards or change the way you view the world. This is the magic trick. This is the lens that they're putting everything through. And yes. so when I talk about beauty and I talk about, you know, why can't we have cars that don't look like eggs? My point is, and I know that you get it. And I'm, I apologize if I'm beating a dead horse, but I'm dead no, serious. I'm dead serious about this. Yeah. It is forcing everybody to look at the world in a different way and to confuse you and to hopefully get you to disengage from what you liked in the past and change your minds about what you think you already know. Absolutely. It's, it's gaslighting. Yeah. This is, we're all getting a masterclass in psychological manipulation. This is the biggest psyop in human history, uh, arguably, uh, because of the, the prevalence of, of media, you know, so for their ability to actually reach the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Unheralded. Oh, there's a great, they're the enemy great, right now, unfortunately, you know, you and I are in it. Even though we're doing mm -hmm. this over our computers from our own personal properties, mm -hmm. so we are part of the media. But unfortunately, the media is the enemy right now because it is through the in it is through the media that all of these other things are sold to us to go along with. Whether it be right. the war in Ukraine, whether it be COVID, whether it be the mutilation of our children through this rise of uh, uh, of the trans agenda, and listen. I understand that there are people with legitimate dysphoria, but what I'm telling you is that there's another level of this where those people, some of these people are being played. And in some cases, we got these overly righteous moms and dads. Oh, my kid's trans. Is the kid really trans? And these school systems <laughs> that are going to encourage the kid to be this, that, or the other thing without yeah. that. I mean, listen, we're taking yeah. it way off the charts of just, and it, but it all came to you via media. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's it. without them, none of this would have been possible. And that's why we need, you know, these people need to be hung for treason. I mean, these mockingbirds that sold their souls and enabled this, uh, they've murdered millions of people now. So everyone wants to get up in arms about Hitler 75, 80 years ago, right? What, what about Don Lemon right now? You know, what about Don Lemon? What, what about, uh barack obama who's not never been proven to be a u.s citizen you know if anyone wants to go down that rabbit hole the data is there the guy doesn't even have a social security number that's his own i've met so how is he an american citizen i've met malik obama i've spent several hours awesome. with with his brother malik because <laughs> uh, when we were doing hidden truth we had malik that's on the show crazy, and uh so we did like i think we did like three hours of interviews with malik and then we went to dinner um here in on the sunset uh strip and then I took him to LAX and, and Jim, whose show it was, That's was, crazy. was trying to get Malik came in 
dude, why don't you, he's your brother. Why? Because you can tell that Malik feels cast aside by his brother. Now this year, Malik is, is beginning to say some very, Oh yeah. Very heavy stuff. He was hinting at it in 20, whatever year mm -hmm. that was, we were doing this five years ago, whatever it was. And, and my friend Jim was kind of saying, Hey man, why don't you, why don't you just try to work with your brother a little bit? He basically he was not for a political end, but to get two brothers back mm -hmm. together. I, right. I, I knew there's no chance that's going to happen, but good on <laughs> Jim for encouraging a family to try to reunite, but that's clearly not happened. And now if you read, and I'm not, oh, even, yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to repeat what Malik is saying because it's, very I'll say it. <laughs> cause it's, you know, yeah, there's evidence that, you know, I, 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 it, yeah. it, listen, anyway, <laughs> Malik and I and Jim, we got along great. And, uh, so, you know, but anyway, well, you know, case in point. So this is from the, uh, Gnosis 9-11 truth and cycles of catastrophe. So, uh, guys, there's a lot of information here that I've compiled and, uh, I'm thankful to everyone who contributed because it's, it takes a, a village. It takes a team of people to see things clearly sometimes, especially when you're dealing with, you know, these habitual liars who are, who are concocting things like 9-11 left and right. Uh, so it says, remember, it was 33rd degree Scottish Rite Freemason J. Edgar Hoover, a notorious crossdresser, who revealed the method of the secret society's shock and awe, or Shekinah, trauma-based mind control, when he stated, the individual is handicapped by coming face-to-face -face with a conspiracy so monstrous yeah. he cannot believe it exists. Yes. The American mind simply has not yet come to a realization of the evil which has been introduced into our midst. Yes. It rejects even the assumption that human creatures could espouse a philosophy which must ultimately destroy all that is good and decent. And then following that, Satanic Central Baking Scion David Rockefeller let the open conspiracy be further revealed, stating for all to know his true intentions, Quote, we are on the verge of a global transformation. All we, and then in brackets it says the Anglo-American establishment, need is the right major crisis and the nations will accept the new world order. You know, take your dollar bill out, look at the back. That's a Masonic sigil. It, it describes entirely what their plan is, what their agenda is. And like Michael said, that over a century they've been planning this for centuries. Francis Bacon's 400 years uh, since he's passed. So we've been living through his dystopian nightmare and speaking of westworld you know westworld i think it's based on the new atlantis i think robert flood is banking and he's this hyper genius who's able to conceive of you know he can make his own world so to speak but then he inevitably succumbs to his own illusions yes and i think he offs himself no you know spoiler if you haven't seen season one uh you might not want to listen any further but uh you know his creation uh sophia or dolores in this case offs him and uh, heads out into the world, a liberated slave, only to realize that the humans who visit Westworld are now being turned into robots. And she enlists uh, the support of, uh, what's the actor's name? Aaron Paul's character, I yeah. think it's Caleb. Yeah. And you know, to get to be fair, like the first time I saw it, I had such high hopes because season one and two I thought were amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, but that trajectory of it kind of becoming less and less interesting it seemed to coincide with the Hollywood's need to disparage anything uh, anti-woke or conservative. And it seemed like they, but then I re-watched I re it, to be fair, and I thought it was actually much better uh, with the second run through. I think maybe the speed of it, 
um, maybe my own state. You ever watch a film and you realize, you know, your headache prevented you from enjoying it? And, you know, you project it onto the film, your headache. It was kind of, I felt yes. like I, I, was, I was guilty of that a little bit. And I yeah. thought actually it was pretty powerful. But it is HBO. So, I watched. I know. watched every bit of it, and and even though I liked each, each season a little bit less, I still watched every bit of it, and I still I like the lofty questions that it posed, and I like. It's funny. Early two thousands, I went to a movie. My wife and I went to a movie with this famous rock star and his wife because they're friends of ours, and. It was like the Matrix or something. I don't remember. It was one of the makes, and um, because Anne and I, my wife and I, you know, we also would go to all these indie movies and art house movies and stuff. And some of them just like, oh, for God's sakes! And so we're sitting there. We're going to watch this big movie. I don't even remember what it was, but what Tim said to me, like to this day, it resonates with me. He goes, "I like expensive movies." <laughs> I was like, "I do too, man. I, I like big <laughs> things. I like things that you know. I, I don't want to be reminded of small potential. I want to be shown big potential. And and so something like Westworld has big ideas in it, and it has. I I, I like the big ideas. Absolutely. Why why should we settle for anything less? I mean, that's what I'm getting at." Totally. And I, and I agree with you. And freedom of speech is is the means by which we can make this world actually uh, as riveting as it used to be living in the American myth. You yes. know, we, we're going to go to space and we can feed all the children of the world. And we have the best pop stars, Michael Jackson's moonwalking. Yeah. You know, it's my, Magic Johnson is dunking and, and, you know, everyone is graceful and larger than life. And uh, Muhammad Ali is decrying war. And yet he's, you know, he's still allowed a platform. Uh, he would you know, Kyrie Irving is about as close as it gets now. And all he did was say, I'm not going to take your stupid vaccine. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, so, that, and that's an interesting one. That guy, I mean, wow. I, because I was a kid, so I, I didn't, as a kid, I didn't really get it. It's only now in retrospect, when I look at the things that he did and said, and he did it with such style and yeah. he did it in this really understated way. Like oh, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't flashy or some people might yeah. say it's flashy, but you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to impress people. He just, he, he just was being himself. And he left you with something to think about. Um, Cause it would be later like, Holy cow. Now I get it. Now I see what he was trying to express. And he leaves you with that thing that grows inside of you over time. And that's where you really begin to learn. And when you talk about gnosis and we talk about the occult and things, this is why they sometimes can't tell you straight out. You right. have to discover this on your own so that it will resonate within you in a way that it finally, because I could hit you over the head with this bit of truth and you'll just be like, nah, not interested, piss off. But if you, <laughs> through a you know through a piece of music or through a speech or through a film or something, if somehow this thing dawns on you later, oh now I get it. Well now you have a new understanding because it happened within you. There you go. Yes, well said. And and rest in peace, Muhammad Ali, because yes. he's someone who, you know, the devil came to him and said, you know, if you'll lay down, I'll give you the world. And he's like, no, you're not God um i don't need you and i'll be proven correct after this blows over and so they took his belt from him during his prime years and 
you know, but he adapted. Yep. And I, I have that much, so much more respect for him. I, I feel sad to see UFC fighters wearing a mask, you know, so that they can be allowed to participate in like the, you know, the gladiatorial games. Well, why is that? Uh, okay, I, now I'm not hip to this. What, what's, what, 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 what is this about? Well, just like you know, it's it's an it's a sport that really the internet helped. Uh, I know foster. what UFC is, but what 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 are you saying is the issue with the mask? Why are they having? Oh no, it's I not know. a theatrical aspect. Or no, no, I was just prefacing that with like the origin of UFC was like it's it's an internet uh, driven sport okay. because it was the fans who yeah. cultivated it, and then it eventually uh, was commodified, and and now it's merged with WWE and Hollywood, and it's for, you could arguably say it's the most uh, watch sport in the world next to soccer. Mm -hmm. If it's mm -hmm. actually surpassed soccer in, in different uh, demographics and statistics, and so, so the fighting spirit is being shackled though because during COVID, they were making these guys wear masks in order to oh. to compete. Duh. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh no worries. At least during the weigh-ins. I was, course, I was it, thinking it, of the wrestling mask that, that that Mexican wrestlers used to wear for like. Oh, the luchador mask. I, I was like, what is, what is this going on? <laughs> yeah, I just missed the obvious. Sorry to our audience. No, no problem. There was actually an MMA guy named uh, Dos Carlos Jr. I think his name, and he would he would fight in the wrestling mask, and he got completely knocked out by a guy named Mirko Krokop before. So it was pretty hilarious. But uh, that's an aside. But yeah, you know, the spirit of Muhammad Ali is an American spirit. Yes. It's, you know, he's he's telling you, look, don't tell me what to think or who to be. I don't have to be what you want me to be. I'm free to be who I want. And life's not worth living without that credo. So seeing it systematically, you know, being ripped away from people, uh, I'm just looking forward to Trump coming back and cleaning house. And, and I know, look, I'll, for all those doubters and haters that anytime I tweet anything positive about Trump or MAGA or Q, they need to, even if they're just bots, just wait and see, okay? Because some of us make the time to become informed on this, and and I'll go tit for tat with any Owen Benjamin, who I do respect, you know, but he he calls people who follow Q, Q-tards, and he also thinks the earth is flat, and he won't debate either. So okay. take that for what it's worth. Let me say this. I will. So check this out. Okay, so I know a little bit about Q. I don't know as much as you, but what I would say is like, what's crazier? Q are thinking that Joe Biden and his family are not criminals and to think that right. that guy is capable of being your president. What's more crazy? I mean, yeah. what, the, everything is. In what conceivable universe does that make any sense other than one and that, that is you're bizarre? Now, and that you're now better off than you were a few years ago. That's madness. Totally. So, you know, people can think whatever they want to think about Q. I think that Joe Biden is an awful president i think his family is made up of complete criminals and they're not even the people i hate the most we know what i hate the most <laughs> is the machinations that allowed this to happen and yes. and are still happening so they're just people they're bad people but they're just people that's not the thing that really bugs me what bugs me is the apparatus and the mechanisms and the media that allowed this to happen and forced it down our collective yeah. throats that's right and, you know, it's uh, at the opening of the show, you know, Trump's saying we're going to have this truth and reconciliation committee uh, unveiling. I, I believe it. I believe it. I, I, I hope I, so. He's promises made, promises kept. He actually kept quite a few promises and did things that no other president ever did. We had no new wars under Trump. Speaking of Ron Paul and his non-intervention policy, that is, that, Trump, and, I Trump made it real. I voted for Trump twice. And that was, right that on. was, and I told people early on, even my dad, my dad's a Republican, pretty much lifelong Republican. Um, 
I was going to be at his house. I remember what year this was, but it was the very first debate. So there's 12 Republicans that are on the stage. And I was already supporting Trump. And the reason that I supported Trump was I, I was telling people, like, listen, if you're going to beat the Clinton machine, and by God, we have got to beat the Clinton machine because they are right. going to be the nominee. This idea of Bernie Sanders, that shit is never going to happen. <laughs> so forget about yeah. it. So now somebody's going to go up against the Clinton machine. And the only person that's more gangster, and I and I mean it in a good way, not necessarily in the only person that can take on those people, it's not going to be the Bushes. They're part of the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Jeb Bush, forget about that. I, he's never going to get my boat. And the rest of these punks that are up there, with the exception of Rand Paul, like it, mm -hmm. those people are not going to beat Hillary Clinton. Right. And I'm like, so I'm for this guy. And uh, he kicked ass pretty much from then on. And he became the nominee. And people still remind me like, Parker, you told you told us that Trump was going to be the candidate. And he was going to win. And we had no... We did not think that was going to happen. People still remind me of that. And it's like, well, you know, and so my thing was, on, honestly, I was supporting the guy because I wanted somebody who could beat the Clintons. That That's was right. my initial attraction to him. And Hillary is literally a witch, you know? I He's mean, they don't even hide it. Her and Bill both went to Epstein Island uh, over a uh, dozen uh, times. Yeah. And so, so like, yeah, it's, it's, we're in this weird space where, you know, Ch Tucker says something true and he's deprived of his mantle at Fox, but it's a blessing and it's great timing because Fox is done. I once, hope the, so. once the truth comes out, speaking of that reconciliation campaign, one of the things that Q foreshadowed is that a lot of these social media companies are going to be destroyed from the weight of their sins, the weight, the weight of their crimes, because that they're the media that enabled all this. So they're complicit in war crimes. So for Twitter to be taken over in such a manner, uh, it's exquisite irony, right? But that's the type of uh, phenomenon that Q has been showing people is possible and then revealing it by and by. One of the things they often say is, you know, when does a bird sing? So it's multivalent. It can mean multiple things. It can mean, you know, when Allison Mack is ratting on Kiefer Neer at Nexium, and that sex cult's being exposed. And by the way, Stormy Daniels has a, a, a brand from Kiefer Neer on her hip. Seems like I knew that. Seems like I knew that. Yeah, totally. And I think she's in on it. I think she's playing a role because now they've oh, I, arrested. I think, that's, I think they've, that's probably true. Yes, totally. And they've arrested Trump. You know, this is crazy, right? Did nothing wrong. Meanwhile, the Bidens, nobody's arrested. Well, it's helping people see how completely corrupt it is so that when the boomerang comes, when Trump says, look, you set the precedent. I set the trap. You walked right into it. You dumbasses. Put me in jail, I'm going to put you all in jail because now you've raided Mar-a-Lago, let's raid Biden. Let's show so. how much. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, think of it. Uh, actually, I think Trump tweeted to uh, uh, General Michael Flynn, you know, former head of the, uh, D, was it DIA? And also NSA, he was very high up in the NSA. Four-star general, I believe. Uh, true patriot, American hero could be the president, could be his running mate. Basically, Trump said, you know, we just got a year and a half to go, buddy. Stay tough. Uh, I so think these guys, that's right. I, I think these guys are, are working together for something truly monumental. You know, Kennedy, the, the secret society's killing our king, and the, the, the duly elected representative of this republic, doing that uh, karmic law, God's law, is going to expose and, and, and punish these people. And I think that retribution is building. And so, you know, people 
I, I don't care what other people think in the sense that I've paid close attention to this and, and been shown through the mathematical improbability of the Q incidences, uh, which are part and parcel of this entire psy operation, you know, and it, that's the thing. Psychological operations are real. They're not inherently good or bad. They just are a fact of life. So this operation, they've done things that are completely like, so for instance, let me bring up the Trump card because I, I just think it's so funny when people are like, eh, Q-tard, it has nothing to do with Trump. It's all it's all conspiracy theories. Like, well, he sure has embraced it, hasn't he, if it's just that? I mean, why would he release a series of NFTs and on the Trump card, which you could say is the most valuable in the set, and I'm looking for this on my computer real quick. I, I remember that he had the original set of NFTs, and listen, I'm not, I don't know a lot about NFTs. They don't make a huge amount of sense to me, but I have friends who are in that business, so clearly it's a thing. And I knew there was the initial set, but are you saying that there's been multiple sets of Trump NFTs that have come out? Yes, they just released a second set. Okay. It sold out on instantly, and, okay. and uh, I didn't even good know reason that. Yeah, they're rare, so the value skyrockets. So if you can get a hold of any of these, I recommend it. I'm searching for it right now. Mm -hmm. But in this trump card, you know, this is the the preeminent piece in the deck, and uh, sure enough, it features Trump, his sons, uh, a bald eagle, a lightning storm, and an obvious Q <laughs> is referenced there for all to see. Let me. I'm. I don't know why my computer is giving me grief right now. Let's see. Trump. Well, there was uh, something else I was gonna throw. Oh. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Okay. So yes. when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced his candidacy, uh, my wife and my sister-in-law were very, very excited. And I didn't want to be a buzzkill, but I was just like, this is never going to happen, you guys. They're, they're not going to let him have the nomination. And I'll be honest, I still don't think they will. But my initial skepticism is being replaced by hopefulness and yes. um i like him i don't even have to that's the other thing is that like people need to understand you don't have to agree 100 percent with what somebody's out about it's like if you just gr agree enough right and and also there's the there's the matter of character i might agree with you on all of your points but I don't like your character or, or I distrust your character. So, you know, it's not, it's not a simple thing. You're never going to get the candidate that you're a hundred percent on board with top to bottom. Oh, every policy I like. And so people have got to get this out of their minds that I have to vote with my party or I have to vote with this person because that's all they've given me. It's like, expand your minds a little bit. It's like, listen to your inner self. Like, and so Robert F. Kennedy Jr., even with my skepticism that they would allow him because of what he said about um, the pharmaceutical industry still brings me hope. And I yes. love the fact that he is in the conversation and I love the fact that he's out there giving it hell. And who knows? Who I, knows? I, and if, it's all up in the air right now, but I think that's part of the, uh, the operation is like now we've had to suffer. You know, we went through the scare events. Uh, we're brought to the brink of nuclear war. And, you know, people can see on every level the, the Marxists have infiltrated, they've taken over, they let our cities be firebombed by Antifa, which is a paramilitary organization. Uh, they're, they're enabling an invasion on our southern border, uh, millions of, much larger than ever before. Yeah. We've got fentanyl 
crisis killing Americans left and right. These young and women it, and children that are being trafficked oh over here. I mean, they, they there was yeah. a story the other day. I'm not even going to repeat it because I don't know if it's true, but if it is true, it didn't just happen once. It's it, it, this young girl had been yeah, raped many times. So, yeah. I mean, this is a human atrocity on so many levels. The fact that the Biden administration and Mayorkas and Kamala are allowing this to happen. And she's supposedly in charge, you know, the border czar, some nonsense. This is, I, if you voted for Biden and you're okay with this, I don't understand you. I, I don't understand where, I can't take you seriously. Yeah. How, how can anyone support that, man? I mean, it's, it's sad. It's, and, and again, to supposedly own Trump, that's not, uh, a good enough motivation no. to ignore no. this criminal family and no. what they're in. And now it's coming out about Hunter, his connection to sex trafficking. You know, he's got a tattoo of the finger lakes on his back. And dude, I knew about that pretty much from the get go. And, and listen, <laughs> that guy, I mean, you can't be shown of, and people always say, well, because they used to say this about, um, Hillary. Well, she's not president. Well, you know, well, Hunter's not president. Like that is the worst argument ever. Because you're talking about the wife or the son of the person who is president. Please don't do this elementary math and think you've got some snappy answer. That is the most <laughs> bullshit, unsophisticated retort that you could potentially give. Because clearly, this guy is in his eyeballs in, in corruption. Of course, his father's right there with him. So no, that that, that is not an answer. Absolutely. You know, it's, 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 it's people have to wake up. That's, that's really what's going on here. And and a lot of people have chosen not to, they've said, you know what, my life's comfortable. Uh, this is, this is, uh, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. And, uh, you know, these are the times that try men's souls. So we really do have to step up to the plate. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time finding. Well, hey, this, uh, well, Cameron. Yeah, I know. It's I also, late. Yeah, I'm going to have to roll a second because I've got an engagement tonight. But man, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. And if I could just say to your audience, if you liked what Cameron and I had to say, you can find me on Twitter, Michael Parker LA. I'm also on Minds. I'm also on Gab. Um, I need to get a new website for, together, of course. But I, all of those old videos from Antidote are on YouTube if you can find them. But but if you want to find me on Twitter, it's Michael Parker LA, and I would, I'd love to have you. Absolutely. Let me throw that up on screen real quick. And next time I have you on, I'll get all this stuff beforehand. So no worries. Make sure. But so at Michael Parker LA That's on me. Twitter. That's me. Absolutely. Well, you know, Michael, you have an amazing catalog. You've done over Thank a thousand you. episodes. Absolutely. And you're one of the forerunners of real activism and truth seeking online. And so. I'm so glad you and William connected because he's he's there as well. He's been down since 9-11 and before. And, uh, you know, I just hope that uh, I, I imagine a sh like if, if Netflix were worth a damn, you would have your own Netflix series and you could basically have a crew following you and and just investigating and documenting all that you've already been doing. But for those who want to know, he's he's got and let's manifest quite a catalog. That. Let's manifest it's, that. It's going to happen. It. And maybe and maybe you're part of it as well. I'd be I'd be more than well and happy to, to be participant in that. And uh, same with William Ramsey, Joe. There's so many brilliant people, Robert Forte, that are whistleblowers in their own right, and they're exposing this matrix. And if we had a production budget, you know, we could we could really uh, wake people up in a bigger level. So, if there's any millionaires, billionaires out there, hey, you know how to reach us now. So, 
All right. Every little bit just gets reinvested into doing what we're doing right here. So, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Appreciate you. And and I look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for turning me on to so many interesting people and ideas. And I love what you're doing. And some, at some point we got to talk about all these other things that we're interested in. Cause today we've we've got to, you know, we've got to deal with this big situation, which is our country being on fire. But yes. you have all this esoteric knowledge, the sacred geometry. I'm very much interested in where we came from and our history. So we got a lot still to talk about. Let's do it. And we'll do a more. This was a fun show to just kind of jump around and, and just hang out. But I'd love to do a structured one, maybe on the moon, since we're both fans of the moon, clearly. True. Let's talk about lunar origins and uh, the connection to Freemasonry. And uh, yeah, just just what could potentially be going on up there. Well, Michael, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless your family. And and everyone, send your love to Mike. He's uh he's a veteran of these wars and and uh he's he's ready to get back in the fight. So let's get him on TV. Let's get him. There's got to be some network out there that understands this man's value and has seen what he's really doing. He's all American. So any bit of support you give to him, you're supporting our country. Thank you. That's how I look at it. God bless. Thank you, Michael. All right. Dude, how long did we go for? Like three hours? Man, we like, that was epic.